everyone, this is Mark. Welcome to the first episode of Apple Balls Chihuahua. We're going to get the episode proper started up in a bit. I just wanted to give you a bit of a preface here. These first three episodes are all parts of one long conversation I had with my friends Steve and Sensei just after New Year's 2013, which we decided to split up after we recorded it, which is why the ending of the first two may seem a bit abrupt. Uh, the three of us were all sharing one mic for this recording, and especially since I was sick, we weren't very close to each other or the mic, so you'll probably have to turn the volume up a tad. Also, for the first three minutes, I had the recording volume set lower than it should have been. Uh, I touched it up as much as I could in editing, but you'll still need to turn your volume up even a little bit more right at the beginning here, so sorry about that, but please enjoy and take it away, crud bump. Look, don't come up here asking me about analog clocks, about how to tell what the hands mean. That's straight kindergarten shit. You must be dumb as hell asking me how to tell what the different hands mean. Dumb as hell. You know you're dumb like a box of rocks. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Apple Balls Chihuahua, episode one of hopefully multiple. Um, my name is Mark Ahrens, and with me are... Uh, two of my greatest friends in the world, and they're going to give me some sort of a name that we're going to refer to them by. My fake name is Steve. Okay. I'm not going to remember that. Okay. And um, I work at a elementary school. Um, it's a small school, and I'm a music teacher there. Oh. Well, you wanted to call me Sensei, so I have to go with Sensei. And we can we can we can do the other one if you want. I'm okay with I, that. But I'm more comfortable with you calling me sensei. I love okay. sensei. So am I. So I work at I work in New York City at uh, a high school, and that's what I do. Okay, so Steve is a music teacher teaching grades, uh, K through eight. K through eight and sensei. English and special education nine and ten. Okay, I'm gonna ask the one question. We're, we're pretty much going to start off with the one thing that I've been wanting to ask that I've already asked you guys once before, but I made sure we didn't go into it. How, because I work in a Midwest high school, fairly well endowed high school. Um, and it's the branch that has 10th, 11th and 12th graders. That I'm 24 years old, but I look like I'm 12. I work in the library part time in the mornings as a clerk. Um, so I'm nothing of a teacher, but I still deal with students. How much of teaching feel, and especially more the discipline side, feels like acting? Acting. My throat's sore. If words cut out, I'll say them again. How much of teaching feels like acting, whichever one of you wants to start? How much of teaching feels like acting? Um, a good deal of it. My, I feel like the best thing I can say to that question is that I I have no problem, and I do it better because I'm not worried about it, acting in front of the little kids because it's just really easy to be silly. Um, and I, I, but I feel like the older they get, the harder it is for me to act. Hmm. I also feel like when you're being, being young and a teacher uh, personally I have I've been trying very hard to be to not be 
uh, friend to the kids, especially the oldest kids. And mm-hmm. it's tough because you actually need to be cold and you ha- and and you need to you really need to not care about no i you know that would that would not be the that's what i feel like saying but that's not that's not it but you need to i guess you need to separate their the goal needs to be for the kids to succeed and for the kids to achieve and for the kids to learn yeah and if the most efficient way to get there isn't the nicest way, that still needs to be the way. But I have a very hard time with that. Okay. I don't... I agree with you that there's a difference between being a friend and being a teacher. There has to be. Um, and I, I teach older kids, ninth and 10th graders, so I'm dealing with the older kids. And you can... There is... You can communicate with them and interact and joke around with them on a level I'm assuming you can't with on a first grader. Um, but I don't know, I don't know if I agree with cold, I think, I know what you're getting at, I think there's a different it word It feels cold that. to me, because I'm very polite, and I'm very... Right, as that's, I mean, because you're, because you're, you know, that's how pe- your people are raised, to be polite and stuff, and I agree that when you're a teacher, you have to, you learn how to be rude, you have to learn how to be rude to be a teacher, um, because... It's okay there, just set it down gently. You, um, That's fine too. You have to learn how to be rude. Yes, and I suck at that. Rude because I don't want to be rude. Is it rude, rude but not being a dick? Um. Um. No, it it's kind of. Being, it's kind of being a dick. Okay. Be, because what? Because your intentions are more important than what, than they're, doing. what they're doing and what they want to say. Yeah. Because they will waste your time. Yes. I'm not even sure on purpose. No. Right. But. Like, because they don't. I mean, yeah. They, like, oh, they don't know the future, oh, I have right. a question, and then like the question is, it's just not important, and you just have. You're either gonna sit through the whole question, or you just say nope, and you go on doing your thing. Oh, I'm not even thinking of that. I'm thinking if they're having side conversations, you have to tell them to be quiet. Oh, absolutely. In- interrupt their conversation. You can't just let them be like, okay, ladies, can you can you just please wrap it up? You know, I mean. Okay, but interrupt. Yeah, I mean that's something that just seems like it would be natural. If two, if you have a goal. And two people, it doesn't matter if they're students or what, or if they're, what, it just seems like telling people to be quiet when there should be respect paid doesn't seem, doesn't feel like acting as much as it feels like. Well, think of, think of, um, how you normally are with people. If two people are having a conversation. You let them finish. You let them finish. That's just one example. It's not the best example, but but it, but it's it's honestly it's on the right track because generally the kids aren't intending to be rude to you. Right. They're just doing what they want to do. Right. And you and the kids doing what they want to do and you doing your job well are are yeah, miles not apart. the same thing. Well, the other thing is I don't know how much I don't know how see discipline when you say, when you try to talk about acting and teaching, yeah. I agree with you, but I actually disagree with Steve that <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but the connection between the teaching and acting for me isn't with the discipline. The discipline comes from me. Like, I, that feels really? like a natural part of me. Like, okay. 
I, it may be a different, a different personality, a different side of my personality that I bring out. Right. But you have to find, you have to, there's like sensei, then there's teacher sensei, which is kind of redundant. But, Sorry. you know what I mean? Sensei sensei. There's like, you know, you, it's not that I'm acting, I'm really me. It's just a different side of you. I think the acting comes in for me when I'm teaching something that I think is brilliant. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the best, best thing ever. And, you know, I really get into the lesson and I'm putting on a show and I'm being, you know, really nerdy and energetic. Yeah, but that's not... I put on a lot of enthusiasm and energy for the kids. That's fine, but that's not, isn't that natural enthusiasm? It is, but I'm putting extra in. Like, okay, I'm okay. consciously thinking to myself, I gotta really jazz this up. Because I want them interested in what I'm doing. So it's natural enthusiasm augmented by... But I have to... Even as natural as my enthusiasm is, just because I'm enthusiastic doesn't mean I get up and do a silly dance. Do you do a silly dance? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. I'll get up and do a silly dance because if that is the way they're going to remember that, you know, like for example, we did hurricanes and they had no idea how hurricane, how the wind and hurricanes moves. Yeah. And... I thought it was a really cool topic because we just had Sandy. So right. I was like, perfect. And so I was really, I was excited about the topic, but I knew I needed to act or bring out more enthusiasm to get them interested. Yeah. So I was like doing a little hurricane dance and like showing them how the wind moves. And like this week, you now we just had like two weeks off for break. I came back and like today we got in a conversation about my hurricane dance and they remembered my hurricane dance and they remembered how hurricane winds move because of my dance. How many, how many times have you incorporated, because dance is a, dance is certainly in your background, um, more than just silly little bits, but, um, how many times have you incorporated dance into a lesson? <laughs> Anytime I can. <laughs> Anytime I can, because that's what kids remember. The kids will remember you making a fool out of yourself in front of them. But if you do it with a lot of it, with even more energy than you normally have, and you do it like really genuinely, they'll think it's, even the older kids, because I work with high schoolers, will think it's fun. I mean, I remember, now this is several years ago, but I remember a time when uh, Steve and my physics teacher jumped up and braced himself between his desk and the chalkboard. So he was pretty much in the air, and he hurt his back because of that. Yes. I have no idea what the fuck he was talking about. I don't remember it was that. pretty good. That was we all learned of... something about gravity and... Well, one of, our, one, of, one of the students um, remembered that she needs to have her cell phone camera on at all times after Did, that. Didn't he, like, fall over a, a projector card or something, too? I Might have. I think that was when I wasn't... I think that was in the year before. Oh. I could totally see me being that type of teacher, like hurting myself because I'm trying to like demonstrate right. something physically. Yeah. I'm that type of teacher. They get the second place too. Scientists worldwide converge on your face. Hey, it's Mark. I'm going to give you some info real quick here and then we'll go back to the show. Our email address is appleballschihuahua at gmail.com. Email us anything questions, comments, random scenarios that you want to throw us into and see how we'll react. Whatever. We'll answer it on the mic, provided it's slightly entertaining. Chihuahua is spelled C-H-I-H-U-A-H-U-A. If you use Tumblr or Twitter, we're on Tumblr at appleballschihuahua.tumblr.com and Twitter at abcpod. 
That's A-B-C-P-O-D. Those pages are obviously going to be pretty sparse here at the beginning. Facebook is coming soon. Maybe. Lastly, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Okay, back to the episode. Anything behind it, or just the cold vacuum of space. Like, I'm wondering if there's anything you ever do you have mean... to do that you don't mean, that you don't care about, but it's just the school rules. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Okay, so example. Phones. What's the rule in your school? No phones. At all? Uh, uh, no, at all. They wow. shouldn't be there. Ours are allowed even more than that. I mean, I think, I believe the phone is out of sight. Out of sight, and, um, I mean, if you see it, you're supposed to take it. Just, what about, like, even in, like, a study hall, or do you not know if... I don't see them in study hall. Yeah, I don't, okay. I mean, I, um, I'm lunch. very lucky I don't have to do, I've had to in the past to do, like, a lunch duty or yeah. a bathroom duty or whatever. Right. Um, and my duty is, is, is actually just right after school when the kids leave. It's very simple. Um... I, I corral kindergartners. They run out of the room every day, and I say, stop! And they all freeze, and I'm like, walk! And then they walk, and then by the time they're like 50 feet after me, they're really sprinting again, but yeah. it's futile by that point. So, um, oh yeah, yeah, the phones. It's, it, you know why it's tough? I remember actually um, at another school, our... We were, it was uh, two years ago, which, I mean, phones were around, but by that time it was like, you know, everybody had an iPhone. Yeah. And so... Well, fuck you. And so it was flip like, um, it was a teacher asking the administration, like, we have phones, you know, what can we do? And the administrator was like, well, you know, we understand that you can use it and maybe that you can even incorporate it into... The lesson, um, really? but yeah. but don't text. But then someone else brought up like, like, no one else knows what you're doing on your phone. So, so it's tough because if you have your phone out, and I do play music from my phone. Yeah. Um, it's it's a casual. It looks casual. Right. Because it's just your personal phone. Right. And actually, I only play music from my phone just because it's the uh, easiest way to do it. Right. To plug it into an auxiliary mm-hmm. port, but um. It's awkward. Phones are awkward. Right. So I mean, you, you the rule is to tell them to put them to put it away. Yeah. And because when you're teaching band or having a music lesson, I mean, I mean that makes at that sense. point then yeah that point, then, it, it's then your... I I have an obvious interest for them not to have right. a phone. But my, I guess my biggest worry is the kids. If the I mean and and so I, I tell them that I if I see it I haven't put it away I haven't taken a phone. Um, I don't honestly I feel very uncomfortable taking someone's. You know, six hundred dollar. Yeah, object. what the fuck do you do with it then? I we, don't even know. Probably bring it to security. It, bring it to administration. I'm supposed to bring it to security. security. Um, I've had kids not give me it, and so and what I, you do? I mean, Fight I, I write them yeah. up. I'm actually supposed to remove them from the room immediately, but uh, I I forgot the last two times. I just wrote them up. Whoops. Oops. Um, but um, yeah. Yeah, but I guess I mean well, the one thing I'd worry about with the kids with the phones is that. They do have the internet. They could be doing anything. They could be, you know, bashing somebody on Facebook. They could be doing worse. Yeah. And so, in order to just stay out of that, there's no phones. If I see. Oh, that. you know what I like to do with the phones? I um do a resource Smashing. room, and um, if they are, 
if they have independent work to do, I'll tell them that they can listen to music. And nowadays, music's on their phone. Right. And even though we actually, they're not supposed to have a phone at all in the school. Like, if I see it or hear it, I'm supposed to take it away. I mean... And so, but the thing is, I bend the rules for my classroom because I feel like if I have... Because it's a resource room? Yeah. And I have, you know, like, I have had... Pause for one sec. Can you... That's a study hall, right? Well, no, a resource room is a period, it's like a, a support period okay. for students with disabilities. Okay. Um, so we, we work on skills in English, math, whatever they need help in. Okay. Um, so a lot of times they'll do their homework or they'll be working on an essay or a project or because they all have independent work, you know, from their various classes. Yeah. And many times I've said, well, you can't use your phone, but if you're doing independent work, then you can listen to the music on your phone, and that's it. So they've got earbuds. So oh yeah, they all yeah, they all yeah, have yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, so if someone came in, didn't have a phone, even though this isn't going to happen, but had an iPod and was listening to it, that'd be fine. Yeah, that'd too. be fine. Yeah. Right. Um, and I like I don't know, I'm not supposed to do that, but I just feel right. like if that's going to get them to do their individual work, then I, I I really I mean, and I've had I've had a classroom that's been silent. With kids listening to music and doing their work. Yeah. And I'm just like, that seems so much more productive than telling them, no, you can't listen to your music, and now all of them are distracting each other. Right. Because they all have, you know, ADHD, and they're all like, you know, because they're not in the zone. I feel like once you get them in the zone, then they'll buckle down. So so you've laxed on that by your own decision. Has there been any, have like, you know, administrators ever come in and been like... Admins, no. Uh, I did have a security guard that was not too happy because it doesn't make her job easier. Right. You know, once you have one person saying you can you can it. use the phone, then it doesn't matter for what reason. Yeah, I mean, I just make her job harder, which is unfortunate. Right. Um, but as um, actually, as one of the students said after he saw the nasty look I got, YOLO. That. <laughs> <laughs> He actually said that to me. I thought it was funny. How does a Ford Fiesta work? How does a Ford Fiesta drive around? These aren't things that you say aloud. How can one person have all your problems? Google around and try to find where you got them. You know, Google on the computer? Never mind. You don't. This episode of Apple Boss Chihuahua was recorded on January 3rd, 2013, and was released on Friday, February 1st, 2013. The music, used with permission, was You Dumb from Crudbump's album Real Art. You can find more at crudbump.com. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and look for episode two about the new teen lingo and sensei's lowered opinion of grown-ups on Friday, February 15th. Lots of Fs. See you then, and here's a teaser. Okay, I've been wanting to say this for a long time. In first grade, I had... Might even have been before that. I had a...